play the fight song. Welcome back to the Play the Fight Song podcast. We are ready for week 12. There's only two weeks left of the regular season, excluding the Army-Navy game, which holds its own week. We're down to the wire, getting to a point where we're going to have to check in and make sure that somebody parks in the conference title point game, getting closer to rivalry week. How about one last hurrah for the Pac-12 this week and a ton of good games? How's everybody feeling? Are we pumped up, Parks? Let's go to you first. What are you thinking on this week? I, I can't tell whether to be like excited that we're getting towards the end and there's like a bunch of races still wide open or to be sad that this is the last year of like college football as we know it, as we've grown on it. Like I, I can't tell whether to be happy or sad right now. It's so late in the year and it feels like it's flown by, but excited for big games coming up, but I'm also enjoying them as a sad fan and a sad, the 12 year old inside of me is dying a little bit, but excited overall. You, you could say that this is like part three or version three of college football we've seen. Because we saw, you know, like the original Big 12, the original Pac-12, and then we saw the shifts from Nebraska and Colorado and schools like that. And then we're seeing another shift. And this is like the most dramatic of them all. So I am on board with you. I don't I don't know how we're going to preview one conference in less than four and a half hours next year, but we'll have to figure that one out. Jake, let's go up to you. You got a big weekend this week. Are you, you are not at the, are you going, you're not going to this game this week, are you? Uh no, I I I do not think so. I contemplated it. Um, but, um, I just want to relax. Is that a stress I, thing or is that a, you just can't go? Uh, it was, uh, went back and forth on it kind of deal. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to go. It's just not. Provo took it out of him, man. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm <laughs> the hearing. The trip was enough. Take it out of it. <laughs> hey, shout out to all the BYU guys that gave you uh, the plug for a tailgate. How did that all happen? Did you like go on Reddit and be like, Hey, who's got a tailgate or what? Yeah. Like, how did you meet pretty much? People? Um, my oh, friend, actually, ben, you used Reddit. For yeah, it? uh, my oh, friend Ben sick. did. He's he's a big he's a big like Reddit guy for all of his information. So, um, found one that said that this this lot wasn't on BYU's campus and drinking is allowed and, and encouraged. So, made our way over there. We just all these Iowa State fans pop out of a van and they were like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> we drink here." And they're like, yeah, like we're season ticket holders. We all just, well, you know, whatever. This is, yeah, welcome. And just chatted up with one guy to another. And then uh, my guy, Cody, he just is like, hey, let's go over to the the Booze and Coog. It was the uh, the te- the drinking, big drinking tent there in the lot. So it's went over there name. and <laughs> met, met and some. Coog is a great, great t-shirt. Show the t-shirts. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, met some good people, and uh, I think they're definitely an ally of the uh, new Big 12 going forward, I would definitely say. Bruce, how are you feeling, man? I know you're, you know, you're not going to Ames for this weekend. You don't have a big game this weekend. You kind of have fallen off a cliff with Syracuse. Like, how are we feeling? I mean, I'm so excited to watch football. I mean, you're talking about how we're seeing the end of this age of football, but it's so exciting. I mean, we're going to get into it in a little bit about, like, the – the football race, but I still think it's exciting. The what we have going ahead of us, trying to figure out. I mean, the, the conversation I am bummed about like the Pac 12 not being a thing anymore, but I think with like the 12 team playoff, I think it's going to be super interesting next year going into it, too. So, and this weekend, I'm going to go watch some uh, I don't know what the league is, but it's it's some indoor hockey that's here in upstate New York, Watertown Wolves. Uh, they're awful, but I'm gonna go watch some guys play some hockey and hopefully, uh, fucking shoot some pucks out of net and throw some fists, you know. It's got to be like one dollar beers, no. Going to a promo night? Uh, no, it's more expensive. New York, that, man. Yeah, it's New York, man. It's like ten bucks, I bet. Tickets, tickets to get in are cheap because they're so bad. But yeah, no, they don't. They don't bring the drink <laughs> prices down. 
God, it's tough. That's tough. It's unfortunate. Hey, let's jump into the recent news in college football. We're getting to the part of the year where rumors are swirling. What Parks has got something to say? What? Yeah, just a quick question for Jake. How is it traveling for your team and winning? I've never done that before. I would like to do that. That sounds kind make, of fun. Not only they winning, when they but, just pound them. Yeah, I was gonna say they uh they kind of whoop some ass. I will say like another little thing. I don't want to complain about it, but it like low key like kind of hurt to ruin the, the the crowd at BYU. Like they had an awesome atmosphere. They honestly stayed for the Shut majority the of the fuck game. Up. But it was a great. Was- like I. I wanted to see like I wanted to see it fired up going into the what fourth quarter. What are we quarter. talking about? No, you, you don't feel slow to get the crowd shit out. If you want to do that, you wouldn't ditch the college football trip every year. Yeah, what oh, is God. going on? What? Oh what just, my God! Here he goes. <laughs> exonerate that. Nope. That that was the hey, worst. Parts, by the way, by the, the way, entire time. By the way, since you uh-huh. uh, since our little uh-huh. our little oh, tangent, oh, here we go. He gets all fired up. Nebraska's yeah. on a two-game losing streak and staring at a. Uh, Everybody knows, Jake. Streak. Everybody knows. <laughs> just, just wanted to, just wanted to remind you. We're not staring you did at that on Jake. Maybe it's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. That's a lot you of lip on. for you believed in him last week. That's a lot of lip. <laughs> it's I, your fault. Yeah. I did. This let me down. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in their car is like, I know that movie. I know that movie. Who should I but, who should I request on Venmo night. for that, by the way? Because I went back and watched the highlights, get a chance to watch the game, and then I went back and watched the highlights, and oh my god, is it like Jeff Sims or is it Buddy, Purdy any, or is any it Matt quarterback Ryan? on that roster? Any quarterback on that roster? Somebody owes me some money, damn it! Because we can't. How do we not score any Washington points in the red zone? Any any quarterback on that roster. Uh, you can you can shoot him a Venmo request. They got all oh, the NIL money. I will send them a Venmo request. Yeah, hit some of Jeff Sims Amigos money. The Jeff Sims combo at Amigos Mexican food. You can hit that Is up. It good, great combo. But oh, bat, I'm a little mad I supported it. But he's our starting quarterback this week, so big week for Jeff. How about the over under opening at 24 and a half uh, Iowa Nebraska next week in Lincoln? Did it really? Yeah, I, dude, I don't I, know. That, but that's it's not that many. far off. Uh, what happens if it snows like three inches? You, it can't be over twenty eight. Still taken. They said, yeah. Was, well, they said on like uh, I think it might have been Fernelli on Cover Three that like it legitimately can't go under. Like no under can go over under twenty seven or twenty six. Like the line can't be set at like anything less hold, than that. Hold my beer. We're about to set records. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know, dude. It's gonna be so <laughs> guess bad. That's what I'm. Also, that's what, saying, what are the weather that bad? Three inches. That's way too much. That's that would be even worse for the. That's school. a lot. For, actually, that's a lot for some people. That's a lot. That's a lot. Is it actually dude. supposed to snow? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just saying that the weather's bad. bad. Yeah. You you have no idea. It could be anything. Sixteen. It's gonna make me throw up my Thanksgiving dinner. It's gonna make me sick. Dude, dude you're eating Thanksgiving dinner on Friday. I think like. 17 could be a good spot. Like, I feel like the Dude, max could, for that game is 10. You could live that under last week at like 14 or 13, couldn't you? <laughs> Actually, what are you talking about now? Yeah. The the Iowa Rutgers game. Oh, probably. It was in, like, the, in like the second or third quarter, you could have you could have lied by the under at like 13 or something like that. I saw. You'd have lost. Yeah, it's you would have, but I'm still saying the fact it was that sure low at one point that was ridiculous. <laughs> Hey man, all right. Sorry. Would have would have got it by ourselves, but let's go into recent news in some college football. It's the time of year where people um, are starting to lose their jobs, and people are moving jobs or rumored to be leaving jobs. Let's start off with Mississippi State. Zach Arnett uh, is fired at Mississippi State after about what nine, ten months as the head coach. Obviously, put into a really difficult situation at that school. 
Um, but they are rumored in some different spots. There was that Photoshop. I found out it was photoshopped. I fell for it. Hand up. I did the Jamie Chadwell piece um, that he was tweeting about Liberty football from Starkville, Mississippi. Uh, but we'll see where Mississippi State goes and what direction they go. Andy Avalos also in Boise State was fired. Obviously, the big one, Jimbo Fisher, A&M, that's, I mean, that buyout money is pretty. When I grow up, I want to be a college football fired head coach. That'd be you know, sick, That'd be huh? pretty darn cool. I, start writing that on your, like, third grade papers. What do you want to be to grow up fired? Just college football fired. It'd be <laughs> there awesome. was somebody out there that said that, like just somebody who's on the up and coming, get a big job and just shit the program down. Like, see how fast you can get fired out of that big contract. It's not a no, bad way you to need you need a contract. <laughs> it's so unethical. You, you need a contract extension. You you need a le- yeah, you last one. or one contract. You get the new extension and then you can just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Thirty eight million dollars. Mean, let's say you had like, a couple good years at Georgia Southern, and you get a pretty darn good contract somewhere. I mean, if your buyout's twenty five million, twenty five more than you had. I don't know if you guys saw the thing, but somebody broke down like the stats of like how much money he's gonna make like per day or something like that, and they brought like per hour. Like when he goes to sleep, he makes more than I make in like three months. Like it's sixty five hundred bucks when he goes to sleep. Well, he is coaching a. He did. I know, but still, crumble a football program. You're just working. So I know, but still though. Uh, into the, uh, non-head coach piece, Mike Yurkic, uh, Penn state, the offensive coordinator was let go by James Franklin and staff. I think they were just frustrated with and really thought they had the team and the defense to win these games, or at least one of these big East or big 10 East games didn't get Penn state or Michigan or Ohio state or Michigan on the year. They go to 10 and two probably is where they'll finish. No chance at a big 10 title, no chance at a playoff. So I think James Franklin's looking for anything to get people off his back, probably for being honest just it's been can franklin win the big one it's just been no 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 every year i thought this was a year they could win one they do not go a different direction at the offense coordinator brady hoke at san diego state will step down at the end of the season Uh, i believe he's retiring on that um but just another one to point out it is getting to that season where coaches are looking at their job and wondering um am i going to be here next year and People are on the phone with recruits telling them, hey, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. And then they're fired within 24 hours of that call. But interesting time of year. Obviously, we'll update you every week on those. Does anybody have any big thoughts on any of those firings or head coaching openings? Maybe that I didn't mention here. Yeah, the San Diego State one makes me a little nervous. Nebraska's defensive coordinator, Tony White from Syracuse Reese. He uh, spent nine years there as an assistant, and that's where he's originally from. So it worries me a little bit. Um, but Nebraska should have enough money to pay Tony and hopefully keep him keep him around. But I mean, I think bigger programs are going to be looking at him. But just the ties to that one makes me a little nervous. Yeah, it's also just like you never know what a pull is for a certain guy. Like everybody's got their different wants and needs and aspirations as a coach. So that'll be interesting to pay attention to. Let's jump into an embrace debate topic. This one has been swirling probably since the last Sunday, all about the potential college football playoff scenarios and what the committee. We'll have to make um, a decision out of. So here's what the scenario is, basically. There are two spots taken. Okay, we'll say one spot taken by an undefeated Big Ten champion, Ohio State or Michigan, and the other one taken by a 13-0 and Florida State. Between the rest of these teams, who gets the last two spots? A 12-1 and Oregon, who's a conference champ, a 12-0 and Texas, who's a conference champ, or 12-1 and Texas is a conference champ. 12 and 1 Bama, who's a conference champ, a 12 and 1 Georgia non champion, 
or a Washington 12 and one non-champion. Everybody has their own ideas. They wrote them down. We'll discuss Reese. You're going to go first. What two teams get into the playoff in this scenario? I'm going to take, why are you wrong? I'm going to take Georgia and I'm going to take Oregon. I'm taking Oregon state with the one seed, Florida state with the two, Georgia with three and Oregon with four. My, I was, I was, I was like mapping it out. And my argument for Oregon getting in is the opposite of why Georgia would get in. Cause I'm like, Oregon is going to go win a neutral site, um, game conference title, whatever. Yeah. So like that knocks out Washington, but I'm like, wait, Georgia would then go lose, but that would be their one loss, mm-hmm. I guess. But I, I just, I don't know how the committee is going to keep out a team that just won back-to-back titles. And if their only loss is in the, in the, in that, champion in that conference championship i just don't know how you make that fight to keep them out and yeah bama wins but i think you still gotta look back at that was it week four loss to alabama or yeah the the week four loss to texas at home by double digits like i still think that that holds some weight to it that is radical thinking i just i know i don't know how they would you can't tell me that oregon beats washington and then yeah, I know. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Like, in my, I was make, I was making that argument, and I was, I was like, "Wait, I'm arguing why Washington would be out, but I guess the same thing that Georgia, why Georgia would get yeah. out." But I, I don't know. I just the back to back champions. I just don't know how you keep them. Yeah, happy. I hear that also, argument. Also, bold. That's what I got. Bold strategy to assume that Florida State's gonna walk into Gainesville next week at night and get out thirteen and zero. But great point, that. Jake. Just, to, but for all honesty, I know what I want, but I know what I'm gonna get, and I get this okay. is what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Alabama and Georgia both in the. No, the you're floor. not. Come on. Yeah, we can't. Yep. We don't fall for Alabama. It Alabama, should be. Alabama will take the number one spot because they beat assume presumably the number one. They're gonna team take the time. number one spot. They're gonna, yep. they're they're gonna, gonna jump they're gonna, Michigan. They're gonna, they're gonna jump Ohio State or Michigan. State. Or, yeah. I don't know. I would say that. they'll probably two at the most. Two at the okay. most, they're getting the one yeah, spot. They're definitely go. jumping Florida State, but I think they're getting the number one spot, especially. Okay, so well, say they keep it, it within here's, seven. Here's your argument: they like, reorganize they, that. Go ahead. Yeah, also, they would the make sure of, that Georgia and Alabama wouldn't play again. So that I mean, yeah, that I'm one saying, would make sense if Georgia was four. Yeah, the score, the score of uh, these games, they kind of matter too. I mean, I'm I'm banking on that this game probably goes down to the wire. Maybe it's like. 31 to 27 or something like that. Give me, yeah, give me Michigan at the one, mm-hmm. Alabama at the two, Florida State three, Georgia four. So you're and saying we Ohio have State a, in this scenario would get left out? I think. With a loss guys, to Michigan. Guys, in the guys I, I, I just want to before. make sure we're on the same page. I think, I think Michigan steamrolls Ohio State. I don't know if that's as hot of a take Steam as you saying both SEC teams are getting in now after like that's oh I mean I could see it. That's a problem is I could see it. I know what I Perks, want. What do I what that? do I want? What do I want? I'd probably take Oregon in because I think Oregon's a top four team in college football. But I know what I'm gonna get. So Yeah, no, I'm sticking to my guns too. I my college football playoff prediction is the only graphics I would say that's pretty much still alive. I think you can get easily Georgia out. and Bama in there. And then I'm taking Oregon, and even if Florida State wins it, this is not going to go over well with people, but even if Florida State wins out, 
I'm not putting them in. Over 12 and one conference champion, Oregon. All right. Okay. This guy's yeah, smoking. Why? Yeah, no. Why every game? What do you see? Now you're just. You can't do come that. On. The ACC is weak. The S- we're putting the four best teams in with SEC they ain't, bias. They ain't They're Central Florida. They, Parks, they would win. They would have a win over LSU and a win at Florida if they ran the table. And LSU they just week ran through. one win. They won at and Clemson. At- and at Clemson. You're going to give me Florida as your second best win and tell me that they deserve it. No, you just said they ran through the ACC and they scheduled two SEC in their non-conference. Like, you can't keep them out if they run the table. You That's... can keep them out because it's <laughs> Alabama and Georgia. You would not. Some people would probably get into your house and kill you if you were on the committee. <laughs> they would try to find you. Because <laughs> I have Oregon in the college football playoff. They should make it. Uh, and they're, they're a conference champion. I I think Michigan gets in. I think Ohio State does get left out. I think this is the year that no matter what happens in the game and they're going to win the Big Ten, uh, that other one will get left out. And if it's Michigan, I think that the even the decisions that have come down after the allegations and whatever you want to call it, it'll still come into play when the committee makes their decision, if that were to happen. So, so I think there's some crazy possibilities. What if – what if – Texas runs the table. What's your guys' reasoning on to keep them out? Well, I haven't given mine yet. You have Texas. I'll go ahead. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I have I'll Texas and Oregon out. in it. Texas and Oregon. Yeah, that's, uh, good so that would give me that's good point. That's fun. I like it. I would love it. I would love it. It's fun. Guys, I'm here for I that, ju- Jordan. If I'm sitting here right now looking at the future, we predict the future. We have our little crystal ball and right, you get it. Predict future. All this happens, right? Oregon. Now, what's the knock on them? The strict, the schedule. But you know, we've also said we've also said how good the Pac-12 has been this year. Now, even with Wazoo kind of falling off, Pac-12 is still good. I still think UCLA is a good team, even though they lost in Arizona State and they've lost two straight. I think they're a good football team. I don't all of a sudden think that the SEC is super good because Alabama kind of figured it out against. I mean. We can go back and being honest with ourselves. Like they're not, they're getting better, but it doesn't mean they're that much better than this Oregon team or this Texas team that went in there and beat them. Right. Like I think that Oregon team is legit on both sides of the football. You cannot tell me the same for Alabama. Right. If you're doing eye test and you're, and you're putting Oregon next to Alabama, let's say it's Alabama against um, Texas because they they played, you kind of saw them play granted earlier in the year. Right. And you have Oregon. Uh, probably best win right now. Oh, who is Oregon's best win? Probably Utah, right? That's the problem. Utah, Utah or USC. Yeah, I mean, they like house Utah. Either way, you you give the best team. I think you have a better quarterback, a better offensive line, better playmakers on the edge. Defensively, they're pretty equal. I mean, that Oregon defense is good, and that Alabama defense we know is very good. But I just think I test and you go win the Pac-12 and you do exactly what you're supposed to do. I get it. Now, an SEC champ to keep out would be psychotic in some ways. People would look at that and be like, oh, what's well, the SEC? It's big, bad. Is it? Because we were just talking two weeks ago how the conference is not where it's usually at. And I don't think it's that far above what Pac- the Pac-12 is. Texas, you get in because you beat the SEC champ in their home field. I don't care when it was. You have your quarterback back. And let's say you're wrong because I think that defense is solid and I think they have one of the better offenses in the country too. So that's what I see. And it, it probably won't happen that way if I'm being quite no, honest with you. But it's not, I do. There's, there's no way they're going to want to believe it. Unless the only, unless somehow um, 
unless somehow I would say maybe Georgia loses this weekend and then they beat Alabama. I mean, I just don't. I don't see. know. I think Georgia Tech gets them. Yeah, they yeah, <laughs> get eligible. It's still alive, by the way. Big week, big week for for the Ramblin' Wreck. You're not. When you look at this, though, like, isn't this kind of weird that this is the one year where we've really had this crazy of a scenario? And like, it feels like right before the 12 team playoff shows up. We didn't have it last year or the year before or the year before. But of course, right when they change all the freaking rules and they bring in 12, it gets chaotic. So everybody's like, yeah, see, we were right. We were right. And then next year, there's going to be like three teams who deserve it. Yeah, but it is cool, though. Like, think of all these teams being in. That's cool. Yes. How awesome is this going to be next year? If because also right now, like it's you're not going to happen next year. You're debating. You're debating seven teams right now or whatever. You're throwing out a one loss Ohio State or Michigan right now. Next, so if you include them, you're having eight teams right now that you did have going to be the champion. Like those, instead of us talking about these games, we can actually watch these games on a TV and bet on them. You know who are also throwing these that. teams? are not going to be That's gonna as well rounded and awesome. as good next year. You know who are you know, also? Do you know throwing? that? Did you know this was going to happen this year? If you brought the data points in front of me and you looked at the last five, six years or whatever the playoff started in 2014, data points would show there's not this many teams usually. This is like one of two years. Let me me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys. You know who else is getting in the playoff? Louisville, Missouri, Tulane, (laughs) Oregon State. And I like Oregon State. Okay, Oregon State's good, though. Come on. Yeah, chill. (laughs) All four of those teams are good. Okay, fine, Shaver. There's your, there's the, your one it's game. The playoff. It's like when you get in the conversation as a playoff team, that like stamps for something. Like you're never like Iowa State, for instance. Say they are a top of the Big Twelve in in three years. Can you really say that Iowa State is a playoff team? Like in that same conversation, it shouldn't be a thing. We don't recruit the same way. We're not on the same pay level as these teams. It should never be a even level playing you field. Can like this. get yourself there. That's like well, Iowa State. Like once you get there, then you would. Iowa State's in a group of five I don't want to hear it out of you. Iowa State's in the you newest do, group of five conference. I don't know why he's complaining so much. All you need to do is go outside and start drilling until you find oil and you have oil money, and then you can give all this money to the university. Don't say Tulane either. Like it's not a team that beat USC in their game last year. I mean, Tulane—you never know. Those are the games that all of a sudden that happens, and you have madness. Shave's given that look. Right? USC. What's, 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 what's what's Georgia? What's Georgia doing to USC last year? I mean, they scored oh sixty-three on TCU. Are they getting to hundred? Dude, are they the hundred on no, USC? That's an outlier. They could if they wanted to. And TCU was better than USC last year. That's my point. Uh, JP, something that just came to mind. You know what? I think Oregon actually gets an, uh, more credit this week for beating Texas Tech on the road after they beat Kansas, too. So that's another one. Point Oregon towards you and me. Yeah, and I feel like they get just, more credit. They're grinding that. out games on the road. Sometimes you got to survive. So we can't then look back and be like, oh, well, they only beat them by whatever. Oh, that's their yeah. best win. Well, you told them to survive, and you told them to go win these football games, and they did, right? Tyler so was there's a little playing. give and take. What'd you yeah. say? Tyler Shuck was also playing in that game. That's a fact. It was also early, and they had what Oregon just come off of uh, a gritty one, too, and Texas Tech came off a gritty one at home for the first time. I mean, it again, you just got to survive sometimes, and we can't hold it against every team ever. That's we might have to write that down so we can get a graphic out there who we think in this scenario gets out there. I think it'd be interesting to put that out there and see who agrees with what because what I think we had pretty no much graphic. This whole clip will be out on YouTube. 
Perfect. One, Perfect. Hey, let's one, jump one last, what, you thing, say, one last thing. Would it not be electric to watch Texas go to Oregon and play in a college football playoff game? Would that not be Is that how it's lined up? You know, you know what you could do? Well, with I have race? no idea. You know I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm making these up as you go. I'm just saying, like, how fun would that be to watch? You know what you could do with that? You could take what? the top six or you could take the top eight, not the top fucking 12. I, I think I think six or eight is a better number, Jacob, but I'm saying that's what they gave us. But you're still going to get these games next year if you, if you do fucking eight or six. Like, if that were to happen, Reese, if that were to happen, I really hope the Texas fans that travel to Eugene, I hope that Oregon is really competitive. That way, uh, Texas fans can experience their atmosphere. Fuck you, Jake. That was the worst comment ever. They know they want to kick their ass. They, that's great football. I, I'm excited for it. You should be excited for it, especially after this. I mean, this you guys is- want to know what the matchups would be? Yes. Yeah, I, I just might as well it. give it to us. Okay. One, obviously, one, two, three, four. So one, Georgia, two, Ohio State, three, Florida State, four, Michigan. Wait, this is no way this yep. is right. Is I it? got you, Jordan. It it's right, right here. I got one. I got one for Week Twelve. Here's the four. Georgia is the one, Michigan's the two, Texas. Yeah, why is does the this three. Whole Florida State stuff. is the four. Those are the four teams that get the bye. For your eight versus nine, we have Alabama hosting Louisville. Race to see if Alabama can get to 70 points. Awesome. Okay. For another one. game. You we think have- whoa, 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 whoa. They're not Come putting on. up 70 on Louisville. I'm sorry. sorry they should put up 70 on anybody. Sorry. sorry, it's it's 45 to nothing. Thanks. Talk to you later. <laughs> the next game. You have Ohio State hosting Tulane, which I don't love Ohio State, but they're still probably winning by 14, 20 points. That line comes out at, at least like 12, 14. I don't even know. Probably. You Washington hosts Missouri. That is one team one that game. I think Missouri could go in one there. One game. You're, but you're falling into the SEC homerism, Reese, when we let five no, I'm, saying, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying a fun game to watch. I'm not, I don't give a shit about homerism. I'm saying right. that yeah, that game is on right now. You don't want to watch that for a New Year's Six Bowl. It's a good one. And then 6 and 11 is the Civil War again. They would be playing back-to-back Oregon, Oregon State. So I hate the back-to-back thing, by the way. Hate it. But it would matter because Oregon State would need to win to game. stay in it. Yeah, Oregon State wouldn't technically even be in this if if Oregon. They would have to win. So yeah, somebody have to win next. You'd week. probably think like uh, Oklahoma would probably, yeah, maybe Oklahoma would be in that spot. Just trying to think of like who would because Oklahoma State would get to the title game and I don't know have one loss. I don't know that's yeah. the team I think that's the team I thought of, but yeah, that's that would be first round if Fair it right. starts today. Also, I don't need these every week. I'm adding you on three. I don't. I don't need it every. They've single been week. doing it since week three. What are we talking yeah. about? Like that's, it's that's not like what I'm don't put it out every week. Hey, just let them be them, Schaefer. And we we'll be us. They be them. We'll be us. Right? They hate us because they can't. Oh, we can here's, here's my point. Here's my point. I just made. So I talked about like Oregon State wouldn't be the eleven. So like when they do these projections, literally a year from now, they're gonna have to decide like okay, who's winning between Oregon and Oregon State because. Somebody who loses that football game probably won't get into the 12 team. Does that make sense? So they yes, can't just go sense. off like the actual rankings every single week. They have to make projections on like who is probably going to run the table and win these football games the last two or three weeks of the year. It's going to be a lot of average sports writers out there making a lot of content out of it. Oh, That's dude. all I got to say. 
it's gonna be clickbait as shit. Somebody's gonna have like somebody ring yeah. outside the top twenty five. Like, I oh, think yeah. they'll get in, even with two. They'll, losses, they'll run the table and get, get in. 12. Oh yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's jump into our previews though, because we have four games that we really want to touch on. Big games for the weekend. We're gonna start on the West Coast. We're going to go Utah at Arizona. Arizona, a one-point favorite in this situation. It's going to be absolutely electric in Tucson. How about another big game for the Arizona Wildcats, who didn't have that high expectations coming in, but Jetfish has made this program relevant. They're starting to win games more and more. They didn't cover last week, disappointed them in Boulder, but they did win the game. They'll come back home in a real test in a Utah team that's playing really well. Let's jump into this breakdown. Reese, you are up. Nope. It's me, but uh, oh, Reese, you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you, Reese chime in. Hopefully, you have a pick at for the me. Under the radar thing that my whole eye level was yeah, up on the human, old deal. We're only human. It's okay. It's all right. Just a back step into this. Uh, let's take. Let's start in the Pac-12. It's an exciting game. It's cool that Arizona's back in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we had a twenty-minute-long debate today in the group chat of whether or not this would be an upset in this case. I think it would. I think it's a higher-ranked team beating a lower-ranked team. If, if I mean, what, what are we talking about? Anyway, I won't go off on that tangent. Let's look into the game, the keys to the game. Um, let's start with Utah. Utah is a team that if they lose the turnover battle, they lose the game. It's a team that's found themselves in uncommon ground. They are two and two in their last four games. And the last two or three years for this team where they've dominated the Pac-12 and won the conference, they really haven't had stretches like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond after slipping up the last couple of weeks in spots where they honestly probably should have won the game. I thought they competed last week at Washington as we thought they would. It was kind of split 2-2 decision on the pod, but they they just made too many snakes, and I think that was just a product of their young quarterback. And another key for them is to limit big plays. Every time they've lost this year, they've allowed a touchdown or 20 more yards, and including the Oregon game, they just kind of let Oregon do whatever they want on the offensive side of the ball. So their defense isn't terrible, but it needs to step up and get stops in big situations because Arizona's got a lot of weapons coming at you where they can they can blow this thing open too. So it's an interesting spot, but you know Utah is going to be Utah. It's a team that's going to scratch, fight, claw their way deep into a game, and it's a, it's a coach that's going to have his boys ready to go, whether they're 7-3 and three or 3-7. Three and seven. So it'll be interesting for them in this spot. And then flipping over to Arizona, like I said, it's fun to have them back in the picture, man. Noah Fafita is an absolute stud. He's come in since I think it was like week four or five, and he's just taken over this team and and – Take it into the promised land, man. They are, he is having a hell of a year. 1,700 yards through the air, over 1,700 yards, 17 touchdowns, and only four picks. And then on the outside, Teteria McMillan has been an absolute monster. He's really hitting his stride. He was nine for nine receptions for 107 yards last week, and their comeback went over Colorado where they won in the last seconds. Love it, Reese. This that's for you, buddy. Uh, and then sophomore Jonah Coleman. What an absolute bowling ball he was last week running for 170 yards, seven, averaging 16.9 nine yards per carry. He could have a big week here. But Utah's defense is good, so it'll be interesting to see how this Arizona team, who's young, who doesn't have a lot of experience in the spotlight when it comes to being a ranked team, we'll see how Arizona Stadium is, the first time being back in the national spotlight. So there's a lot of unknowns in this game. Um, but for Arizona, they're, they're two keys. or They have to get pressure to Barnes on the defensive side of the ball. When he's under pressure, he, that's when he makes his mistakes. Like I said, when, when, if Utah loses the turnover battle, they usually lose the game. So that's the biggest key. 
for Arizona to win this one. And then they also have to handle the run game. And that includes Barnes. He was their leading rusher last week against Washington. So it's a guy that will scramble. So if they do those two things, I think Arizona can find success. Will they? I don't know. I feel like it all comes down to Utah's offense and kind of what they look like. I think people forgot what Utah's offense was at the beginning of this year before Barnes stepped in there. I mean, they were the definition of abysmal. They couldn't move the ball. So if they can get to him and kind of take his game away, I think they can expose this Utah offense for what they were. And it, and, and Jaquadon Jackson, if he doesn't get going, then they can really do that. So I don't think they do get it done when it comes down to simply this, just the experience thing. I don't think they're ready for a spot with a team who has experienced guys who have played in massive games at the end of the year. We're in mid-November now, so you got to look at Utah a little bit of a different way. So I like Utah plus the one and a half on the road here. JP. I 100% see what you're saying right here. Um, this is a fun. I don't like that it's at 1.30. I was really hoping this was kicking off at like 8, 8.30, right? Like one 1.30 doesn't seem right for this kind of game between these two programs. But what if we were talking about a team in Arizona that Fafita had started for at Mississippi State early in the year? How different are you looking at this team, right? I think like people may have forgot about that game. Uh, but looking back at it, like if what if they got hot then and then they've gone on this, you know, little run that they have. Super exciting stuff. I'm pumped to watch this one. This will definitely be a main screen TV one for me. Jake, you're up. Who do you have in this one? Any other thoughts on it? Utah can't run the ball very well. Um, and that's when they need to be at their best, is when Jackson gets the ball. Uh, he had like 29 yards at Washington last week, which allowed Barnes to throw a couple of picks. And on the other side, Arizona has been defending the run really well. Um, Schley for UCLA and Shadur at Colorado were the top two leading rushers. And that's not a good thing because they both rushed for like 35 yards on this Arizona defense. And you look back three weeks ago, Damian Martinez was only able to get 85 yards, which for him is like he basically might have well as, as well had a 35-yard game. So I think – that being said, at home, I think Arizona defends the run really well. Um, and they found ways to win without Jacob Cowing having a ton of yards. Big Millen, like you said, Parks has had a huge year. And if if Cowing gets to 80 to 100 yards, they can really spread this offense out and take advantage of Utah. So give me the home team and uh, the little points. Reese, to you. I mean, if you would have asked me at the beginning of this game or beginning of the year, if I would have been paying attention to this game, I probably would have said no because I really didn't expect Arizona to do a whole lot. That's a but, fair um, point. I, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I didn't know Arizona was going to be this. I didn't think Utah was going to kind of have that downslide. Um, so, I mean, have the three losses, but I have had luck going with them this year, and Whittingham's still a hell of a coach, so I got to stick with a team that's been fine with me on this board, and I got to take the Utes. I'll go Arizona here. And I have most of the feel here just because of being at home, right? I think going to Seattle and now we got to go down Tucson. Um, it's going to be tough on Utah. And how much how much more do you got left in you, right? I think this team has had a long year of just, you know, struggles at the start, thinking you're going to get rising back. And then you lose a couple of games. You get blown out at home. And then you go on the road uh, and blow somebody out. And then you go up to Washington to get beat in a close one where you didn't play your best and they're just kind of like, well, shit, you know, what else can we do kind of thing? Um, I, just another spot. I think last week maybe been a little bit of a trap for Arizona knowing this was coming up, but now you're coming back home. You had your scare last week versus a team that's not as good as you. Utah's up to the challenge. Arizona will have to be as well, but I'll take Arizona on the graphic for this one. So 
That'll be a ton of fun. Again, wish it was 8.30, 9 o'clock. We can't do this 1.30 stuff. Like, at a minimum, give me 2.30, right? We got to be in the windows here. Uh, but that's what happens when you're on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> so let's jump to the SEC. How about Georgia coming off a big win versus Tennessee? Plus 10.5 are the balls at home. Let's talk a little bit about this one here. Reese, what are you thinking? I got a Doug shirt on. Um, just kind of put that on because I'm going to be talking about this game. Uh, but we know last week Georgia's coming off a resounding win against Ole Miss, 52-17. to And if you look at that game, what did they do right? A uh, couple things. They kept Dart to 10 of 17 for only 112 yards, one interception. And Judkins only carried the ball – or carried the ball 22 times, only for 75 yards. He did have two touchdowns, but they were within uh, five yards of him coming out. And defensively, they kept Ole Miss 6 of 15 on third downs, and they only turned it over one time Ole Miss did. But looking at the score, you would think they forced four or five turnovers. That's just how efficient they were. Uh, Georgia was on offense, and then on defense, they were just sound all over the place. Um, if they can take away the run from Tennessee and make Joe Milton be the guy to beat you, I really think Georgia can win this game handily, and I'm not too worried about it. Um, Milton has five interceptions as well as the team has six fumbles, so they have 11 turnovers for the year. If Georgia can go in there and find a way to – Take away that run right away and make Milton scramble, not go to his first look, not go to Squirrel White and whoever he's got out there. I think the charge defense will be just fine. And then if you're looking at Tennessee, what what do they have to do to win? I just think defensively they have to be sound at all levels. Um, they got to be physical up front. And I think a, a, a thing that will keep them in this game and have them a shot is if they can stay in it early. I think they got to get stops. They can't, they can't give up touchdowns early. Maybe you can give up a field goal, but they can't give up touchdowns early. Um, and they got to get some turnovers. Let your crowd be a part of this game. They have to let Neyland Stadium affect this game. And we all remember last year that Bama win was huge, but that's a completely different Tennessee team. They had a whole different off, different scheme offensively. So they got to let that uh, crowd be a part of it. Um, and then defensively, Tennessee's they're not they're not the best, not the worst. They've also forced uh, four fumbles and ten uh, interceptions as well. So what can they do to pressure? Beck, who everybody's kind of waiting to see if he's going to have a bad game. He really hasn't yet. He's only had eight turnovers on the year. So if they can find a way to pressure him early and make him just get rid of the ball and not be able to get to his guys that are going to be open, I think they have a shot at uh, keeping him in this. Offensively, I just don't know if they're going to have enough to keep it going. So I think it's going to be a lot on Tennessee's defense to keep the crowd in the game and get some turnovers and get some stops early. If if they're giving up touchdowns right away, if, it's, if they're giving up two touchdowns in the first quarter, I don't see they're going to have enough to stick around with this game. Um, when it comes to the spread, it's at 10. Uh, I think it is what it is because of the differences in these teams, and I'm not going to go against uh, Kirby Smart in this team. So give me Georgia to win and Georgia to cover. Uh, Shave what you got. Thanks for tossing it to me. Um, <laughs> when I look at uh, Tennessee, I really don't know what I'm going to get. I do know that if this was in Athens, like this would be a 40-point game because Tennessee has just been bad on the road this year. But that's really where they've played their legitimate teams. They had to travel to Tuscaloosa. Um, they even got a scare in Lexington. Last week, they got dominated in Columbia. And then they lost early in the year in Gainesville. So they haven't really seen anybody at home. Uh, Texas A&M was the closest thing and kind of, kind of gave them a fight. But Texas A&M's offense also isn't very good. Uh, Cody Schrader last week had 200 yards on this, on this defense out of Tennessee. And they're statistically, they're like top 20 rush defense, top 40 uh, total defense. Maybe that plays a factor at home. Does Brock Bowers play? I, I haven't really heard anything, but there was 
murmurs about it last week. The whole thing for me is I see this coming out like Nealon will be on fire. This will be close in the first half. And just like last week when Georgia made the second half adjustment adjustments against Ole Miss, I see the same thing happening here. Um, and I think Georgia can cover the number. They don't really have to worry about anything next week with Georgia Tech. This is kind of your last big test before you go into that SEC championship. Take care of business. Uh, and I, I think they'll cover the number. I mean, Georgia really hasn't let me down in these big spreads this year so far. Um, but 10 and a half is that's a that's a tricky number. That is a tricky number, especially maybe in a group that Kirby Smart might pull his starters out uh, a little earlier than than expected because of what's coming up next. But I'm going to bank on it. Give me Georgia and the 10 and a half. Don't worry. He's going to pull them on the right with 37. <laughs> yeah, I think Jake kind of hit the nail on the head. I think it comes down to a very simple thing on the Tennessee side of things, and that is can you limit Kendall Milton? Can you limit DeJon Edwards on the ground? Because you didn't do that last week. And, and, and don't get me wrong, Cody Trader is a very good back, one of the best in the SEC. It's such a cool story to follow if you haven't looked into that. Do that. But can they limit those guys? If they can't, which you would think Tennessee with how good their front four is, that they could. They just didn't last week. If they can't do that, they're not going to be competitive in this game. Georgia will control the clock. Not to mention Carson Beck can run a little bit. I mean, this guy, he's at Georgia for a reason. And Tennessee's got their hands full, especially coming after an absolute ass whooping they received last week. But I, I have no problem saying Volunteer Stadium will be ready to go. Neyland will be ready to go. But you are asking for a different animal with a lesser team in Tennessee. So give me the dogs. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? I took Tennessee last week all alone. Paid the price. Won't do it again. Won't do it again. Bad, I'll take Georgia as well. That, all the way across the board. Yeah, I... I flew solo a couple times last week, and I thought they'd pay off. None of them did, but uh, that's rough for me on the ATS board because I was <laughs> on pace with everybody. Now uh, a little bit behind, so we'll have to figure that one out. Let's go to the Big 12 now. How about a little Sunflower State showdown between Kansas State and the Kansas Jayhawks? Shaver, you're the Big 12 homer. What do you got for us? Well, I, this hopefully Jason Bean plays because they're going to need him in order to to snap the losing streak. Kansas is on a 14-game losing skid in this rivalry. I don't know if you can even consider it a rivalry at this point uh, if you've lost 14 in a row. The only thing considering it a rivalry would be that they just are a couple of hours away from each other. But I think Bean is is going to play. Leipold's pretty optimistic, and he said that in his press conference. He had some sort of had her head injury in that tech game, which ultimately cost them. Um, but if not, they're going to look to go to, to Cole Bernard, who's, who's the freshman walk-on quarterback. And I would be terrified if I were a Kansas fan going against his Kansas State defense with him under center. Just It's too new, too fresh. Uh, he just doesn't have the skill. He's a walk-on for a reason. That's just a bad spot. Um, but if they had to do it, uh, Kansas State is interestingly – faced four backup quarterbacks this year. So not anything that Kansas State hasn't seen and wouldn't be prepared for. Will Howard's just been rock solid ever since that Avery Johnson game against Texas Tech. Um, they kind of, I'm almost leaning like it was a an injury at this point on why he didn't play for those couple of weeks, but because he's he's been rock solid again ever since. Um, and I think he's going to have a successful day against uh, Kansas in that defense. Well, the biggest interesting factor when I look at this game is like the running back duos for each team, which team 
has a better day on the ground, I think that will implicate who's going to win this football game. You have DJ Giddens and Treshawn Ward out of Kansas State. You got Devin Neal, the speed back, and Daniel Hyshaw, the power back for Kansas. I think Neal and Hyshaw are going to have to have a bigger day, depending on what Bean's status is. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Kansas is one of the worst uh, rushing defenses in the country, so it's a good opportunity for Giddens to have another 100-yard game like he did last week. Knowing what I know at this point, this is probably the toughest line we've been given so far. I'm going to take the Wildcats. I think they've been playing better football uh, as of recent, the last couple of weeks, the unknown status of Bean, and I think Giddens and Ward could both combine for like 200 yards on this Kansas defense. So that's who I'm going to take. As soon as I get myself off mute here, Reese, who do you think on that one? Well, my pick's going to be coming later. Schaefer said a stat that I just oh. that was music to my ears, but I got a pick coming for this one later. All right, all right, never mind. Parks, how about you? Yeah, what a weird spot for Kansas last week to lose. Uh, did somebody call it? I can't remember. It might have been like an extremely handsome guy on this podcast. I just can't remember. Uh, but what a weird spot for them. I last wasn't week on the pod lose. last week, Cam. Oh, yeah. I know you got cooked, though. I'm surprised you haven't brought <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's true. The uh, kids anyway lost last week to Texas Tech for all of you living under a rock. And Texas Tech's a good team, man. They they had weapons on the outside as a team that we were all four high on in the preseason. So don't think that now this Kansas team is awful, as Jake might tell you. But they're coming in against a Kansas State team that is a little bit of a different animal late in the year. I mean, these guys have experience. It's the defending Big Twelve champion. I, I like him in this spot. I don't think was it date. What's it called? David Booth can can David bring Booth enough hype Stadium. to uh, to flip this rivalry around. I just don't see it. So give me uh, give me the Wildcats on the road. I'm gonna believe in Will Howard until he proves me different. Yeah, clean sweep on the board again. There, I'll take Kansas State as well. I don't know. I, I, it's mostly the quarterback thing as well. And I, you're kind of going to a point where one team's full steam ahead in Kansas State playing well. And the other one's coming off a weird loss and dealing with an injury. It's just tough to go with the Jayhawks in this situation. I don't know if I'd do it on a normal year. I'm definitely not doing it in this situation. Somebody's going to prove us wrong as we've swept the board twice now, I think, on our picks. So somebody's going to beat us at some point. Have we? But let's head back to the pack. What would you say, Reese? Have we? Have we what? Swept the board? Have we? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I guess not. I was just anyway. I, massive <laughs> assumption. That's a my bad. <laughs> Let's go back to the Pac-12 into the state of Oregon, where Washington heads to Corvallis into Reeser Stadium in probably the. Oh man, that's is it? Is it wrong to say? Is it tough to say the last massive game at Reeser Stadium for a, for at least like the next couple years? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with that school uh, in Oregon State, but. Man, I mean, this is about as big as it gets. I'll also add into that, this is Washington's biggest game to date. Um, for a reason that it's now late in the year, a loss. Biggest game or toughest um, game? I would argue that uh, I'm going it's probably the biggest. Biggest. Or was a bigger one at the beginning of the year? Nope. False. All right. Yeah, I'll get into that. Because if we're talking about Oregon, I assume is the game we're speaking of. Yep. The two are yeah. speaking of. Yep. If you lose that Oregon game and you get hot and you start winning the rest of these games, 
who says they're not looking at Washington like they are Oregon right now, right? If you lose later in the year, it is a lot tougher for that committee to look at a game and just ignore it, right? That's the issue we always have every year. The later you lose, the harder it happens for you. That's outside of the conference title game. We're not talking conference title game. We're talking weeks 10, 11, 12, right? That hangs on with a team a lot longer. Also with that, if you lose to Oregon and you get to the Pac-12 title, it's still in front of you, right? If you lose to Oregon State right here, you now put your spot yourself in a spot where it's you have to win the Apple Cup next week, and then you have to win that Pac-12 title to get into the playoff. Theoretically, you could not lose a game in the regular season, go 12-0, and lose to Oregon, sit yourself at 12-1, and and have a chance at the playoff. Theoretically, not saying that's going to happen, not saying the committee is going to look at it the same way, but it is a 100% a fact that this is the biggest game because you can't have two, one loss going into that Pac-12 title with any thought a loss gets you in. Not that anybody goes into a game thinking like that. That's just where I'm at on the whole thing. Washington only given up 23 points per game, it seems like, but that's just – it's a skewed number because you're looking back early in the year where Boise State didn't put up much, um, Arizona State as well. But Utah, Cal, and Stanford are offenses that have all found success against this team, all offenses that weren't very good for majority of the year. Uh, we've seen Cal have explosions. That's been on bad teams, though. Right. So I think that's the issue with Washington that everybody's looking at is can you slow down Oregon State's offense, who is a top 25 scoring offense in the country? Right. DJU has been good. The rush game's been good. Martinez is fun to watch. He's over a thousand yards already. How about a guy who doesn't turn the ball over anymore in DJU? Right. Like, what does Washington do well? It's better against the run. It's not been great in the air. And DJU has been able to do that without turning it over. Can you make him uncomfortable because you haven't been good at it all year? When you look at the numbers here, um, I believe that Washington's given up or Oregon State's given up less than a sack per game and Washington's ranked outside of the top 110, 115 in sacks on the year. It's been tough for them to get pressure. And if you can't get pressure on them and you can't stop the run, it's going to make it really tough to win because you know it's going to be an electric atmosphere. The line suggests that already. But look, like what's good about Washington, right? Well, what's good about them is they can score literally on anybody. They didn't have a problem with Oregon's defense. They shouldn't have a problem with Oregon State's defense. Now, Oregon State can get to the quarterback, but who doesn't get sacked? Who doesn't go down and have negative plays? Who doesn't turn the ball over? Michael Penix, probably one of your Heisman front runners. He'll be in New York here in a couple of weeks. So they have that going for them. Um, Oregon State's defense only giving up 20 and a half per game. Washington putting up 41. Hey, battle's the best right here. I think the best unit on the field is going to be Washington's offense. The second best unit on the field, you could make an argument, is Washington or Oregon State's defense. Or between their offense, they're well-balanced. I'd go with either one on that. But the worst unit on the field is the defense. So if you're Washington, how do you get yourself to a spot where you can just hang on a little bit, create enough stops, create enough turnovers, create enough opportunities and plus territory where you can take advantage as an offense and really pull away or put yourself in a spot to succeed where you don't have to really go tooth and nail and battle um, head-to-head through 100 yards every single time you have the football or a 75-yard drive isn't the goal every single time. So uh, it's going to be tough, and uh, people see it. Vegas saw it. Betters have seen it. Everybody's kind of looking at this game like, how does Washington get out of this one now? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one, but I'd love to find out, which is why we're going to watch this one Saturday night. I I have Washington winning the Pac-12, I, but I like this Oregon State team early in the year. It is hard for me to pick this one. Feel like I might be alone here, but just give, give me Washington. I'm just gonna ride ride the prediction early in the year. I 
let's just ride with it. I, I got him to win the Pac-12. That'd be a really good prediction for me to hit on the year. And I don't feel like I'm really swinging that far for the fences if I have Penix on my team. So, Jake, you were pretty pissed off about that one or a lot. A big reaction. I just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, I'd, I'd have to wait to see what these guys' thoughts are because I kind of thought I was on my own. But I guess okay. I will okay. take take your hand and we will we'll ride this okay. train together. Whoa, relax. You guys thought we were going to be the only ones taking the favored team? They're not. They're, Washington's they're, favored. They're not favored. They're dogs. Why, why, they're not, why they're not favored. All that. Yeah, why I, am I looking at taking, what, what we got on the what we got on the thing here is different I'm, than okay. I'm taking the no, quarterback Oregon State in this spot. Two and a half. This is a team you could argue that hasn't been playing its best football as of recent, but I mean, they went on the road before that Oregon game. They beat Arizona at the time. I don't think people were impressed with what Arizona was presenting. Um, they edge went out at Oregon at home. The Arizona State game is an outlier to me. Uh, I think Stanford's playing better football right now, so I'm not as concerned about them going on the road and giving up a few points to, to Stanford. They went out, and they can prove they can get into a shootout with USC. And I thought last week, I mean, it's just a tough team in Utah. Like, they took care of business at home. I think they're going to get it done again this week. Uh, if you're Washington, your priority is to slow down Martinez like you did with Jackson last week at home. Um, and I think you forced DJ to, to beat you, honestly, with his arm. And is he good enough to do it? Probably. But I, I like the – I'm taking the better quarterback in this spot. Um, and I think this team just finds a way to win. And I think they're going to do it again. So, give me Washington. Go ahead there, Parks. Yeah, what a weird spot for Oregon State. You wonder if it's it's not – you can't really call it a look-over spot because they do have – like we said, the last Silver War coming up here next week. But you have two really, really tough games to end the year, a season that's been great and had its downside like Oregon State always does where they lose to Arizona in, in week 10 or week 9 or whatever that was. I don't know if I've seen enough consistency from Oregon State's offense to believe that they can, even against a bad Washington defense, put up enough points to compete with Washington's offense. So give me Michael Penix in his 11th year of college to go in. He doesn't give a shit about Research Stadium. Give me the number five dogs to uh, to win outright. Reese, you have to say this. Screw it. I'll do it. I was going to do it regardless anyway. Give me, the, give me the okay. Beavers. I just need to make sure. Give me D- okay. I'll, t- I'll take DJU. I don't I, know if you sounded too confident there. It sounded like you did that just for us, which is a team guy. That's a team guy move. Well, hey, when, I'm I've, sure, when, uh, I've, when, I've, when I've gone against the grain, I've usually been somewhat successful on the board. So, hey, nice. I'm right. looking for somewhat successful. Yeah, honestly, um, that's probably worse news that Reese took against us. I mean, that kid's smoking the board. Yeah, he is. He's red hot. It's it's bad. <laughs> There's not yeah. many opportunities to catch him. Uh, but up, Oregon baby. State, you control your own destiny, man. You win this week, you're favored, and at home. And you win next week, Pac-12 title, no? You get a chance at it. You'll get one of these two teams again. It'll be super exciting. Um, we're not. I just want people to know by picking Washington, we're not downplaying Oregon State because they are a top twenty-five scoring offense. They are really talented. They are at home in a massive spot. It's just I feel more confident taking a team I have seen, you know, not have that that down game. They won like when they go down um, and play poorly against an Arizona State or other teams. They end up winning the game. So. I'm just going to go with Penix. Uh, but that's it for our, pack, or our weekly previews. 
we'll have a fifth game on the graphic. I don't I don't know if we've decided on that. If you guys are okay with that one, I think we um, said Louisville, we Miami, throw, right? Yeah, we can do Louisville, Miami. We could do one of these uh, group of five games. We can do whatever we want with that fifth slot. Um, open to anything, but anything else to add on previews for the week? This does feel like a very Pac-12 spot for it to screw itself out of a playoff spot, by the way. Oh, 100%. They're the kings of that. This is the week right here, too. 100%. This will set up the spot where both teams have one loss in the Pac-12 title, and one loss keeps you out as a Pac-12 team just based on, you know, the non-SEC bias that's really biased or the bias against the Pac-12. So numbers don't spike when Pac-12 teams play in the playoff, as sad as that is with how talented the conference is this year. Let's jump to under-the-radar games of the week. I think everybody is ready to give theirs. Let's start with Reese, though. What's your under-the-radar game of the week, man? I just stuck in the city of Los Angeles, uh, UCLA uh, with USC. Spreads at 7. I just picked it because we mentioned it before. It's kind of interesting. Didn't really see it coming with Kelly being on the hot seat. Don't think this is a game where it would make him stick around or keep around or whatever. But it's also, it's still Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. What are they going to do? How can they end the year with this program um, on a high note? That UCLA team was very up at the beginning of the year. Now they're kind of trending downwards. They still have a very solid defense. So it's going to be what can they do to slow down Caleb Williams um, and make him uncomfortable and keep himself in a ball game Because the spread is what it is. Like UCLA could still go win this ballgame. It's, it's not crazy to think they could. Under 100. I'm with you. Under under <clears throat> under in that game, 65 and a half. They have UCLA's, UCLA's defense. With with all of what's going on this week with the Chip Kelly rumors, they're still in shambles at the quarterback position with injuries and all of that. Um, and I think UCLA's defense is good enough to put USC at 35. I see USC maybe getting a 35, and then can UCLA really get to? I don't know, 30. With anybody even if it is using on that defense, I they're pretty hey, bad still. I kind of liked what I saw last week. I kind of liked what I saw. Kind of, I think it's it was a little week. bit of coaching. Week. Not fooling me, not fooling me. Parks, how about you? What's your under the radar game of the week? Yeah, I got to go down to uh Lubbock to Texas Tech coming off obviously a big win against Kansas on the road, and then you have UCF who's coming off a massive win against Oklahoma State at home. Two teams coming off ranked wins that are fighting for bowl eligibility. It'll be interesting to see who comes out of this one. I think UCF looks better right now. They, I mean, both teams have been riddled with injuries as well, which is interesting to follow and see how they've gone out throughout the year with, with those injuries in play. UCF took it to Oklahoma State last week. I think they ride the wave, go into Lubbock, and get a win against a backup quarterback in Texas Tech. I'm not sure Schiffer. UCF is ready for that road trip. I don't. It's different. It's, those those newcomers, man. They I like. It's Morgantown and and Lubbock. it would go against I, me I by know. the way because I, I picked I know all it, the newcomers to not get bowl eligible. To not get bowl eligible? Yeah, yeah, he said none of them would. They're on. Hey, I think I I think I joined you with that. So yeah. we need this one. To me, Schiffer, I'll Sorry, go here I'll and then we'll go to yours. No, we'll I'll go and then we'll do. Oh. Yeah, that take the back second, seat because that's going to be on the board. So. Um, <laughs> okay. I got Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State is seven and a half point dog. Uh, this one will be at night in Ames. I think if you're Texas, you have to respect the spot and you have to respect what's happening right now, right? Um, with a team at Iowa State that's feeling confident, they come off a win in Provo. Now they come home and they know they really have a chance to still get in the Big 12 title, but they need this one bad, right? If you're Texas, you can't slip up again. And next week, shouldn't be your worry it should be this week now so the spot has to be respected and mentioned every single time 
uh, a big game or bigger team comes into Ames. It's mentioned to the Oklahoma State team that lost out at a national title opportunity due to that. Uh, so we just have to talk about that one. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a dandy. I, I could see this one being a lower scoring game with two solid defenses. Uh, but Texas, are you up to the challenge? Right? I don't I don't think that's goes without saying that it's not a normal week uh, or a normal game in that situation. So I know that is your team, Schaefer. We can plug your uh, preview for the week, but check that out on YouTube. Schaefer will dive deep into that one. So how are you feeling about it, Schaefer? Well, I did a poor job in, in my preview, and I, I don't think I gave a score prediction in this one. So I'll throw it throw it on here right now if you haven't looked at it yet. I think I just think Iowa State uh, and their front five for the offensive line is just up for a task, tall task. And I am going to take the under, and I will take Texas to win. Uh, give me 28-17. to 17. So probably Texas to cover then as well. What's, what's the over-under? Is it 45? 47 from what i saw last that's probably around that so you'd be right at that number with that prediction i think it'll be so it'll be there it'll be close i think i think under is a good spot too because i think beck knows he's going against a good defense i think yours understands and respects that too so um schaefer last one for you this one will be on the graphic on the ats board for the week your under the radar game is no we should flip that we should flip that before he gives it we should flip that to the g5 game of the week i think it'd be fun to have a g5 game in there on the graphic yeah okay we certainly can but we'll, we'll switch that we'll switch that one we'll talk about it in the we next can decide whatever you want man we run the show it's our show it's true our show man we run it my under the radar game of the week is louisville traveling to miami uh i believe Welcome have they miami. clinched their have they clinched they have to win this to get in right yes the the ACC title one loss yeah they got one win away before they can get to the ACC title, and they have it a tall task for them as they're traveling to Coral Gables. Although all 12 fans for Miami need to be their loudest they can ever they have ever been. Um, Louisville is a team that I don't think is playing very good football right now. Uh, they didn't play very well at home last week against Virginia. Maybe that was a look-ahead spot. Um, but we've seen Louisville on the road in certain spots like Pitt. Uh, I think that one was more of a trap game. I think they're a little more prepared and, and not underestimating this Miami team. Um, but with with everything that's on the line, I feel like this is a my or a Louisville spot to lose. Like I just this just kind of seems like this is a spot that they will choke. I don't think they're as good as as what they say they are as well. I think their power ratings kind of say that, and that's why they're only basically a pick 'em in this spot against. Who's playing for Miami at quarterback? Like that's that's the biggest question, right? You know, I think with Tyler Van Dyke and his struggles, you know, the body language of the team. I just think you at this point you're at what six wins. Just go. I think you got to go with former four star and Jacuri Brown. Like if if you're Crystal Ball, I with with the injury from Williams, I think it's just time to close the chapter on on old TVD and and move on to somebody else in this spot where you really don't have anything to lose. So. If I had to side with something, I might be, I might be siding with the Canes here. I might. Well, I might wait till we post the graphic though before I definitely say it. If it makes the graphic, because oh, our group of five game of the week, I believe we decided on the Mountain West one, correct? Yes. Is that what I'm seeing? The W for the document. Perfect. How about UNLV and Air Force? Right. That is going to be an absolutely Ooh. amazing Mountain West game. 
winner of this basically puts themselves into the Mountain West title game. The loser might as well just, you know, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but they are going to be in tough sledding trying to get into the Mountain West title game. It's no, finish it. Go ahead and finish, finish it. it. Get ready <laughs> for a fun bowl game later in the year. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Um, ready for a bowl game. Yeah, this is going to be a ton of fun. We featured the Mountain West a ton on our group of five games of the week. That's because I really enjoy watching that conference and all the schools out there. Um, the other one was in the American. Just quick mention on it. Memphis uh, and SMU will go at it. Another situation where they're, there's four teams really in the race of the American for a chance to get into that conference title game. So tons of fun in the group of five. Pay attention to those ones. As always, college football matters from top to bottom, all conferences in between. So been a ton of fun to watch those throughout the year. Into the betting segments we go where I believe – oh, I don't have that written down on my paper, but I got it in the doc, I believe. No, I don't. You sure do. Standings-wise. It should be me. It is. Mm. Standings-wise, yes. Another win for Parks, huh? Catch a little fire. How you feeling right now? I can't pick a ATS board pick for shit, but boy, I'm drilling the dogs. I can. I'm drilling the dogs. That's all I gotta say. I, I'm out I'm on the pick the board. Don't follow those picks. Take the dogs because I'm rolling right now. <laughs> well, you go first if you're leading. Which is? Oh, yeah, I was you go say <laughs> for the moment of silence. Go ahead, man. But, uh, I'm gonna keep it rolling off the G5 game of the week. Give me. The uh, what do I want to say? Do I want to say running rebels or just rebels? I'll just say, uh, give me the running rebels. It uh, was the running rebels, running rebels is a lot cooler. Or might is it? I know, but do they just say that in basketball? I mean, I'm having a full, no, I mean, they use rebels mostly, basketball. But... yeah. Okay, well, give me the rebels, oh, give me UNLV on the road plus the three and a half at Air Force. Air Force coming off a couple of bad losses, man. They got beat by Army handily, they only put up three points in that game, and they got beat last week by Hawaii. 27-13, what a crumble after we established that they were a wagon. Going to be the uh, group of five team that played in the New York New Year's Six Bowl. Give me UNLV. This is a program that was in the absolute shitter a couple of years ago. They're rebuilding while nobody's watching except for me. So give me plus the three and a half. I think they went out right. Schaefer, you're still second place right now. You're up now. Can I toss it to Reese? I want to because I no, want to. You read. can't. You can't. Pass. I want to know. I want to. I, I'm not passing. You can circle back. Oh, no, you me. have to go now. You have to go now. You're in second. You go second. Yeah, no, you left the document blank, so nobody knows it. This is news to everybody. Yeah, yeah like that's because you guys are you guys are getting a live pick because I just I hate underdogs so much. Good. Uh, pick Nebraska it didn't work. <laughs> no, I'm gonna take. Oh God, I am going to take. Louisiana Tech on the road at Jacksonville State. Give me the eight and a half. Uh, I think Jacksonville. Oh my God, <laughs> dude! This is what happens. This, you, you need to go get some breeze. Close the go door. Turn hands. the fan on. Wash yeah. your hands. This is that, what happens when you uh, put a gun. You put a gun to my head and you force me to do something. And I'm just gonna pull the trigger and do it. So give me. You're saying it like it's news. Like it's not week twelve of us picking an underdog. La Tech. Dude. Let me come back, circle back to me, and I'll have more logic for my reason. You guys, you guys move on. I really want to hear Reese's because I think I know. Reese, you're up. Reese, you're up. All right, we didn't talk about it before, but I'm going against the grain again here too. KU plus the nine and a half against K State. Schaefer mentioned that stat where K State's won like what 14 in a row or something like that. Remember when uh, Oklahoma tried to roll into Man uh, uh, Lawrence this year and try to win that game? And they lost, so they had won, like, what, 30 in a row? 
Leopold's gonna get the boys fired up. Give me, give me KU. Yeah, All right, he's got a good point. <laughs> he's got. Come points. on, he's dude, not, you're gonna sit. He's not wrong. You're gonna. I'm, you're gonna, just, you're gonna I'm not gonna. Come on. I'm in last. I can't say anything. I can't say anything. I'm in last. I want to change right. my pick. I want to change no, my pick. I mean, somebody rule, make a ruling. It was wrong like you had all kid. day. It's, you had, you I want to change pick my pick. I missed this one. do your pick. Guys, you'll love this one. Oh, God. Will we, though? I think so. <laughs> Georgia <laughs> State. No. Utah, Utah State at home, plus a three and a half, <laughs> hosting uh, Boise. Boy, Boise's got to be in shambles, right? Like. Utah State's a solid team in the Mountain West. That's that's going under the radar. So Jake, I you're like a sick fuck. There. You know yeah. that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you 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 can't you can't be serious. Those yeah, oh equal. yeah, hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. I don't. I hate all of the other like Power Five underdogs this week. I just hate them all. So I got to perfect. We got to keep a group of five highlighted in our show somehow. I just I mean, we did have that's, a whole that's my final answer. That yeah. Final that's answer. Hey. Final answer. I'm sending it in now. Uh, that's it. This is getting I put ridiculous. It in, I mailed it, sealed it. That's my pick. Utah State plus three and a half. Good job, Great Shafe. Pick, Thanks. I'm going to fade a team that's really struggling still in this moment, I think. Uh, last week, I would have loved to go against them. I'll go against them this week, though, even though they're at home. How about Colorado plus four and a half on Friday night at Wazoo? Man, I mean, they're sometimes they score and show up. Sometimes Wazoo doesn't show up anymore. Cam Ward and that whole you know, that high everybody was on five weeks in, us included, has kind of fallen off. I think Colorado was really itching to get one last week against Arizona. I don't think they're really, and I think they'll be pumped up and looking at this as a real chance to win a football game up in Pullman. So Friday night, give me Colorado in the four and a half. So to the best bet segment we go, I'll start with this one. Actually, Reese, you go. I got to mute so uh, my I'm dog doesn't spaz out when my do- brother walks in the door. Calm down, Cowboy. All right, well, I'm going to go with what's what's been hot for me. Give me Iowa unders. Um, Iowa, Illinois this week, under 30 and a half. It's been back-to-back winners for me. Why go away from it when it's hot? Even with the unofficial official news of Cooper DeGene not playing, you still feel good? I'm not worried about it, dude. Actually, you that might offense, actually feel better. I take that, that back offense still That offense still can't. Half. It's it's gonna. It was twenty nine and a half last week. You should. That's like, dude. That's like you should call it Mount Everest because it's so high. Like yeah. that is so <laughs> high. Final score is gonna be seven to six. That was a dumb joke. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> you got a point though. <laughs> I'll go last. I'll go last here. So you, you want me to Mark's or to you. Mark's okay. To you. Uh, I'm going to ride the uh, free Harbaugh train. I just think it's a program with so many eyes on them. And you saw the absolute breakdown from the coach last week. And Michigan came off a massive win at Penn State. I don't think this is going to be a hangover spot for them. I just watched Maryland play a full football game. They they don't scare this Michigan team one bit. Give me Michigan minus the 19 traveling to Maryland. There's just too much firepower on offense for the Wolverines that they don't put up at least 40 here. And then Michigan, Maryland's offense is weird, man. They're not as good as advertised. They like to throw the ball downfield. So if Michigan limits that, they'll cruise this one, and I won't sweat an ounce, Jake. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick in the Big Twelve, and I'm gonna take West Virginia at home minus the six and a half uh, versus Cincinnati. I think that this is a a team in Cincinnati that. Finally got their win last week in Big 12 play, but guess what? It doesn't count because you played Houston. 
a team that's just as bad as you are. This Cincinnati team cannot stop the run uh, when they play legitimate physical Big 12 teams. R.J. Harvey, even for UCF, had 160 yards against them. Ollie Gordon uh, had, I think, over 200. Like You're playing Donaldson and you're playing the other back at West Virginia, um, and I think both of those two can go for 250-plus. And I think West Virginia underratedly has one of the best offensive lines in the country or in, in the big 12 and, and possibly in the country. Um, and I, I don't think Cincinnati's just going to be up for it with the season kind of dwindling down for them. Yeah. I ha- I've gone back and forth on mine. I haven't found one quite that I want to throw into this group. So um, I had this one originally, I think it's just going to be the smarter one to go with, but the weather doesn't look like it's playing into my hand. How about over 63 and a half Washington, Oregon state, right? Uh, two teams that can score. We've seen Washington give up a ton of points. We've seen Washington score on anybody. So over 63 and a half, hoping the rain isn't as nasty as they said it's going to be. If it is, I don't love that as much. But for this situation on a Wednesday, I'll do that. So that is my best bet for the week. Anything else that we want to touch on prior to closing up shop for the week and then going into the last week of the season next week? Getting no, a lot of a lot of silence hey, out of this group yeah. tonight. A lot hey, of little perfect. pauses. Hey, going to be a great week of college football. I'm super pumped up for this one. Hopefully, somebody can catch Reese on the ATS board. Hopefully, someone can catch Parks and Dog's dog. We know we can't lose to him again in conversational point game. We will talk about that next week and the week after. Hey, let's have a great weekend of college football. Love all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on all our socials and subscribe on YouTube. Take us away there, Schaefer. Play. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's Stop. gonna run this town